Remember, deaths, hospitalization, and ICUs are lagging indicators. The more testing we do, our ability to track, to trace, and to isolate and quarantine, that allows us more real-time information. It is really important that we all continually be reminded that until we have a vaccine or a therapeutic drug, we're gonna be in a, a new normal of, of containment. How do we contain the spread of coronavirus? The county takes another step toward getting San Diegans back to work. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. The Board of Supervisors is paving the way to reopen businesses throughout San Diego County. Today, they voted in support of a framework to guide what a safe reopening will look like. In just a moment, I'll talk one-on-one with Supervisor Nathan Fletcher about the specifics of that framework and where we go from here. First, though, a look at some of the top coronavirus headlines for Tuesday, May 5th. Another 140 new cases of COVID-19 were diagnosed today in San Diego County, even as steps are being taken to reopen businesses. That's a total of 4,150 positive tests during the pandemic. Six more people died, bringing the county total to 150. We'll ask Nathan Fletcher about why the county still feels it's okay to loosen some restrictions despite numbers like those. As the state averages 30,000 tests a day, there are three new testing sites open around San Diego County. They're at the Chula Vista Shopping Center, Grossmont College in El Cajon, and at the North Island Livewell Center in Escondido. Each location offers 800 appointments with free nasal swabs per week. You don't need a doctor's referral for an appointment. In an exclusive interview with ABC's David Muir, President Trump said it's possible there will be some deaths as states roll back restrictions aimed at stopping the spread of coronavirus. It's possible there will be some because you won't be locked into an apartment or a, or a house or whatever it is. But at the same time, we're going to practice social distancing. We're going to be washing hands. We're going to be doing a lot of the things that we've learned to do over the last period of time. And we have to get our country back. The president also conceded to Muir that the actual pandemic death toll will likely climb to near or above 100,000, around double the president's estimates from last month of 50 to 60,000. A disappointment today for essential workers in San Diego County. The Board of Supervisors struck down a proposal to give those employees hazard pay, recognizing their service during this pandemic. Yesterday, county workers drove by the county operations center in a caravan protest to call for more PPE and hazard pay. At least one supervisor thinks the issue should instead be brought up in contract negotiations with labor unions that represent them. Bills are starting to pile up for people who have lost jobs or income because of the coronavirus. Here at 10 News, we're committed to helping you make your way through these tough times. That's the focus of our new series, The Rebound. Barry Gross, an expert on bill renegotiation, says the easiest bills to negotiate are non-essential services. Start with your cell phone, cable, satellite, and internet, a landline phone, home security, and satellite radio. They're going to probably give you $10 off per month on your monthly bill just from a simple phone call. In the same breath, with our uh, expertise, we're able to get $40, $50, $60 off per month on that same bill just because what we, we, we know what they're doing. Gross says when you're negotiating, talk to someone outside of the customer service department. Threaten to cancel or switch providers and ask questions that can't be answered with a simple yes or no. Gross also reminds people to be polite. Don't accept the first offer. And if you can't get your bill lowered, ask for a one-time loyalty credit. 
Passengers could pay the price in the long run as airlines make major changes during the pandemic. The president of the International Air Transport Association says tickets could cost up to 50% more if airlines keep social distancing measures in place. That includes things like leaving the middle seats empty and extra sanitizing procedures. Other fees, such as checking in bags, might also increase. Right now, one in five Wendy's is out of beef due to the nationwide meat supply shortage. About a 1,000 of the chain's 5,500 U.S. locations are not serving any hamburgers or other beef-based items. Wendy's is more exposed to the shortage because of its reliance on fresh beef compared with its competitors. The company said supply levels have been tight and some menu items might be, quote, temporarily limited at some restaurants in this current environment. And I'm joined today by County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher, who, of course, has been in the public eye since uh, the start of this pandemic. Supervisor, I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. No, thank you for having me. Well, obviously, a big decision today as uh, the county has moved forward with some of the procedures that are going to be required to move into the next phase of reopening. Can you can you describe for us what exactly that the uh, the county board voted on today and what the next step is? Yeah, essentially what we're trying to do is set a, a, a framework. Uh, it is really hard in an economy as complex as ours to outline every possible scenario of every industry or every company. But what we're trying to do is put out some broad parameters because it is really important that we all continually be reminded that until we have a vaccine or a therapeutic drug, we're going to be in a, a new normal of, of containment. How do we contain the spread of coronavirus? And as we open up additional jobs and businesses, we contain the spread of coronavirus by things like face covering, uh, things like temperature checks when you get to work, uh, proper hygiene, physical distancing where possible, telecommuting where possible. Um, and so it really is a, a containment mindset. And so we've tried to put out some broad safety uh, protocols and then give each individual industry and business the ability to adapt to their unique circumstances given that framework. Now, this obviously um, affects a lot of local businesses, including retail establishments. What about for customers? Is there any change in procedure that's going to be necessary? Obviously, you're not just going to be able to walk into any retail you store at, you want at any time and just browse and shop as normal. Well, I think in large part, you know, everyone who's been to a grocery store in the last couple of months has kind of observed, a again, that kind of new normal. Um, you know, you have limitations in terms of how many people can be in there. Uh, they, they make one-way rows. There's some spacing around where you check out. There's someone who's sanitizing the carts on the way in. Um, and I think that that same type of approach uh, is what will be replicated by other businesses who have customers who come in. Um, and and that is, that is the, the best way forward. It allows us to begin to get our economy going a little bit, uh, get us back working again, but also does take into account that coronavirus remains as contagious now as it was at the beginning. I think what's different now is we've bought time to build up our testing and tracing. Uh, we've bought time to build up our health system capacity. Uh, and, and there is a hope that, you know, folks will take the individual actions that will limit the spread. Things like being mindful of your space, your distance between folks, uh, mindful of, of the value of face coverings, the importance of hand washing. And so that, you know, the hope is we can come out of this and, and not see significant spikes in positive cases. Uh, but kind of have a rolling amount of cases that is manageable. Is the science uh, what's driving the decision at this time to start 
uh, moving toward reopening businesses in, in that, you know, the numbers that the county puts out seem fairly similar every day. The number of new cases, the the tragic number of deaths that continue to climb, they're, they're similar to what they were a few weeks ago. Why is now the right time to start making these moves? Well, what's what's different now, and we've tried, as, as we've seen a ramp up in testing, we've tried to shift away from a focus on the number uh, of positive results. And, and the reason for that is in the in the early days, we had very limited testing. And you may remember, we often said we thought the actual number was 10 times higher than what we were reporting because of limitations in testing. Well, as we see significant increases in the amount of daily testing, uh, we're going to see increases in the number of positives. That doesn't necessarily re- reflect much wider spread transmission. It just reflects greater awareness of what's out there because of increased testing. And so the measurements that we look at on a daily basis are or positive tests as a percentage of total tests done, done that day. And that has been trending in a general downward t- uh, trajectory, a little bit flat over the last week, somewhere between 6 and 7%, but definitely uh, coming down from where we were a few weeks ago. We also continue to assess and look at ICU and hospitalization utilization on a daily basis, uh, both the COVID, which has remained very flat or perhaps down somewhere, but also the non-COVID, because that tells us how much health system capacity we have uh, and then another metric we monitor very closely is flu-like influenza or COVID-like symptoms as being presented at the emergency room. Uh, that's probably the best real-time indicator of what's happening, uh, and that has continued to trend downward as well. Now, it is reasonable to expect as we come out of this, uh, some of those things that were trending down may go flat. We may see slight upticks, uh, but we'll have to continue to monitor that uh, each step of the way. Finally, Supervisor, we heard last week about Governor Newsom's phases of reopening. Uh, would you say that this is our attempt to move into phase two? And then um, what would be the procedure like and the timeline looking like for what phase three or when that may arrive? Well, the governor has, has, has outlined that, that all counties can move into the initial part of stage two beginning Friday. So that is some additional retail. Uh, he said things like bookstores, sporting goods stores, toy stores that can do curbside delivery. Uh, Those are all things that counties can do starting on Friday. We believe we're in a position as a county to move forward into that. And he's indicated that there will be some additional steps into stage two that on a county-by-county decision counties can make. Uh, We'll have to fill out a readiness plan. We're we're waiting for the guidance on what is a part of that readiness plan. Uh, My sense is that we will be able to uh, comply as a region and take that additional step a little further uh, into stage two. But we're waiting on a little guidance. Uh, in terms of what those entities might be and and what we would need to show. Um, As it relates to moving to stage three, that is a a decision of the governor. Uh, Is he going to move the entire state there at once, or is he going to come back in the future and allow counties to go uh, at their own pleasure? We'll we'll just have to wait and see. Supervisor Nathan Fletcher, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. We're also seeing more good news as the process of rebounding from the pandemic continues. 30,000 healthcare workers are getting some new shoes designed just for them. Nike is donating its Air Zoom Plus to workers in New York, Los Angeles, Memphis, and Chicago. Some folks with the Veterans Health Administration will get the shoes too. Nike studied healthcare workers to create the shoe. It's designed to provide support for long hours of standing and to withstand spills and frequent cleaning. The company is also distributing 95,000 pairs of compression socks. San Diego still faces a long road to recovery even after the pandemic subsides, but we haven't lost our way. We know who we are, a community that will meet the moment and rise above the obstacles. 
ABC 10 News is committed to helping San Diegans recover from the turmoil created by the coronavirus. We will get back on our feet, find jobs, resources, and creative solutions to rebuild. Together, we'll find a way. For stories and more information on how we bounce back, go to 10news.com rebound. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins.